welcome back everyone to another episode of Gay Side Stories with me, your host Trillificent. It's all LGBT all the time around here. So, you guys know I have a guest all the time. I can't have these conversations by myself. So this week is a collaboration episode and I'm going to let my guest introduce himself. Hey everybody, I'm Dooley from Dooley Noted Podcast, coming to you live and in color. In living color. You can yes. do what you want to do, in mm-hmm. living color. Classic. That shows everything, yes. I mean, just everything. It remains everything. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the subject matter and the jokes are probably considered problematic now Mm -hmm. which is not an (laughs) issue i mean as we grow and as we learn we do better so you people Mm -hmm. want to hold on to these times where you could be as offensive as you wanted and nobody checked you get it the hell together all right join us all the way join us (laughs) we have learned we have evolved but we can still appreciate the classics Mm -hmm. because listen homie the clown (laughs) wanda wanda um, what was, was it? Jim Carrey? It was um, Fire Marshal uh, Bill. Fire Marshal Bill. <laughs> and um, gays on whatever. I can't remember what they called themselves, but whenever they did oh, the reviews. Oh, gays on stuff, film. Gays on film. Or men on it. film. Men on film. That's right. Not gays. <laughs> that was the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> men on film. Classic. Classic. Okay. Get mm-hmm. your life. If you are a younger listener and you don't know what the hell In Living Color is. Sister Mary Google will bless you, okay? You're welcome. <laughs> you know what I just watched hmm. that I hadn't seen in like a decade? What's that? This past weekend? Low Down Dirty Shame. Yo, oh man, I haven't seen that so long, I don't even remember it. I, I hadn't seen that movie in forever, and it took me out. <laughs> Miss Peaches. <laughs> come on, come on. Come on. Old school. Oh. Never oh, forget. N- pay homage. Hey, homage. Never forget. Get your life. All right, let's get into the show. So first up is the School and Life segment. And I think I'm going to do guests first again this week. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, so I don't know what it is in these stars. Maybe it's the Scorpio season. Maybe it's this daylight savings. But this past week has been a struggle. My motivation has been piss motherfucking poor. <laughs> Come on. Ooh, it's fall season, the holidays coming up, and you your your flask of give a fuck runneth low. Oh, it's low as hell. So Miss Cafe Bustello, I don't know if y'all have that out there in Houston or wherever y'all listening from, but my friend Alice got me on Cafe Bustello when I lived in New York City. And if it wasn't for her, (laughs) I would have not been productive at all. Oh, Cafe Bustello has been a saving grace this whole week. Oh, my God. (laughs) Amen. Uh, I can't even, I can't tell you how much coffee I've had in the last seven days. It's (laughs) been an absolute ridiculous mess, but I needed it. Ooh, I needed it. Come on and get your blessings. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other the other thing that has helped me get through this week is the gym. I've been going mad hard. 
I gained a shit ton of weight when I moved here to DC, mm-hmm. and I was like, I got to get this off me. I don't feel good. Um, so while Washington Sports Club is absolute trash, I'm gonna give them a shout out because the men are fine. <laughs> well, eye candy, we love it. Ooh, I I don't know what was going on this week in the gym but all the girls were there and i had a great time running on that treadmill and just watching all the things swing by okay okay come on eggplant <laughs> watching i was watching them eggplants and the booties this week eggplant need- and peaches all right come on full circle <laughs> i'm here for it <laughs> layer cakes pound cakes mm, oh mm, Clutching my pearls now because listen, the last time my fat ass was in the gym, there was a dude in there. When I tell you he was stacked on stacked on stacked, I was like, his thighs are the width of damn near my whole body, and I'm I'm here for (laughs) it. That's the kind of suffocation I like. Rap, you know what? Okay, this is not the freaky episode. We're not gonna get there. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> but it could be. <laughs> <laughs> well, every episode has the potential. <laughs> okay, my school in life this week. I have two. The first is the Texas Renaissance Festival. I'm not gonna spend too much time here because I think we're going to do an episode and talk about that and a few other things. I'm gonna do a geek episode with my friend Dion. You guys remember him from the bisexual episode. So we like to geek out together. We have not been to the Renaissance Festival in a few years. So we finally got the chance. We got it together. We went. We had a lot of fun. For anyone who doesn't know, the Renaissance Festival is basically two months out in the sticks and the boonies. They have this big grounds and it's just kind of a medieval festival. There's... They put on shows, there's joust, and people dress up in steampunk and all kinds of garb. The week, This weekend when we went was a new themed weekend called Heroes vs. Villains, so a lot of people have their Halloween costumes on or their everyday costumes, because you know, some of you girls, <laughs> cosplay is a way of life, and I'm here for it. So we had a lot of fun. I will touch on two things really quick. One, as we were leaving, this white man comes, (laughs) he comes up and he claps me on the shoulder super hard. So immediately I turn and I'm like, who in the fuck? Mm. And I didn't register it at first. He was like, oh man, how are you doing? You know how white people are when they happy to see you. Oh my goodness such and such mm-hmm. motherfucking such and such it's so good to see but I turned and looked because only someone who knows me would clap me on the shoulder that hard I mean clap I'm talking about stripper booty clap that's how hard oh. he clapped me on the shoulder and when he saw my face and didn't see recognition register on it he was like oh I'm so, you know I'm sorry I was just you know did you have a good time he kept asking me if I had a good time and I'm thinking, I'm looking, I'm like, this dude, he is higher than giraffe pussy. I mean, he was <laughs> clocked out, okay? Clocked out. He was out of there. And so I'm like, yeah, I had a good time. How about you? And we just kept walking. And he kept 
trying to talk to me and I'm like mm. so we keep walking and I you know I walked a little bit because my friend he went right on through the exit because he thought I knew the guy and that I had turned and talked to him so when I caught up to him the guy catches up to us and he's like hey man I just wanted to apologize that was really rude I didn't mean anything by it I hope you had a fantastic time I'm like yeah I had a great time thank you my next question was going to be, what are you on? But that would have mm-hmm. absolutely been rude. But, you know, he walked off. He sped up and walked off with his friend. And that was my weird um, dalliance with the white. You know, sometimes they just, I don't know what they be on. And I don't know what he was on. But it was definitely manufactured. So the second thing about it was, as we were driving back, there was this Impala and it kept we were the street that we were on had a lot of construction they were they're ex- expanding the road and so they had those type of uh concrete medians that go maybe like knee height mhm and i'm i'm riding in the car and we're listening to some true crime podcast and i see this impala go up the median and then back down to the street i'm like what the fuck is going on in this car I'm like, okay, maybe they just weren't paying attention. And it just so happened that when they veered to the right, it was the it was a break in the median and it had those ramps going down and ramps going up where they have those breaks. And they just so happened to turn and go up on one side and then come back down. And I'm like, well, them shocks going to be fucked. Mm-hmm. So we keep we keep riding. And then I see the Impala drive directly into the concrete median. I'm like, what the fuck? What I'm, immediately I'm thinking somebody is either drunk or they in that car scrapping. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we keep going, and then it hits the median again, and I'm I'm just sitting there. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And my friend that was driving, he couldn't see what I could see. So then we get to a point where the traffic is backed up a bit and the car behind the car that keeps hitting the median, they flag like a construction worker over and trying to get the police attention because there were officers a few feet ahead, you know, helping direct traffic or whatever. But it looks like they brushed them off. So then we get out of the construction, we get back to the regular road. The car veers all the way over to the right lane. And I'm like, okay, at least they know they need to get out the way. Then they hit the curb. Pop the curb. All kinds of shit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Then they do it again. And then at this point, cars are coming up behind us driving real fast. And because they don't know how to drive and they don't know how to look ahead as they're driving, they're not seeing that we're we're not driving fast because we don't know what the fuck this car is going to do. So they coming up and beeping the horn and trying to swerve and go all and it's like if you open your fucking eyes and look, you can see that there's danger, bitch. Mm-hmm. So finally, that car slows down and it stops. And we're like, oh, thank God. And my friend is like, so the, the police didn't didn't see this. And they just like, where are they when you need them? And I was like, well, mm. mm-hmm. so Probably harass some black people. Right. Or just mm. standing there collecting. The ch- anyway, we don't need to do that. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> we ride by the car and it's an old man and he looked out of it. I was like, what the fuck? 
And so I just I hope that the police got to him because I was like, well, at least he finally stopped. And my friend Dion was like, no, the car stopped. He done rammed that car into that damn guardrail and shit so many times. The car was like, enough, sis. We've had enough. <laughs> he on the road playing Twisted Metal. <laughs> okay, crazy taxi in this bitch. So, but anyway, the Renaissance Festival, more on that to come in a future episode. And my other school in life is hanging out with my family, you know, my friends and my family. So, uh, last night, which is we're recording this on Sunday, so that was Saturday that I'm talking about. I went to my friend Nikki's house. You've heard Nikki on this show on episode, I believe it's 24. And I got to see her. I haven't seen her in a couple of weeks. Got to see Nuzin, that's her daughter. <clears throat> uh, Mo, who you will be hearing on the show soon, also known as Orig underscore Glamazon on Twitter, I believe. And our sis Kia from the Getting Grown podcast was in town. So we all got together and we hung out. We had chicken. We had fellowship. We played cards against humanity. And that's always a good time. Uh, Somehow I won and I don't know how. I don't want to hear. None of you need to tweet me about me being a bad person because that is false. Okay. I just (laughs) know how to play the game. All right. And my Mm. cards suck. So that tells you something. But we had a good time. Got home and... I was lifted, so I lifted my ass right to bed because it had been a long day. I had been up for about 20 hours straight. I needed those real good Z's. Amen. Mm. So that is my school in life. Shout out again to Kia. Shout out to Nikki. Shout out to Mo. And let's move on. The come quick segment. I'm going to come, sir. Oh, yeah. First up. Twitter now has 280 characters <laughs> and it's it has not been as bad as I expected it to be. But that's also because if I'm not engaged in the tweet in the first few words, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But mm-hmm. I already do that with one. I was doing that with 140 characters. So I know how to scroll. A lot of y'all need to learn how to scroll scrolling is your friend that is also a friend and a confidant you need to add that to your quartet all right google and scrolling i'm just saying (laughs) and y'all are gonna get used to it so just just shut up it's not that big of a deal i mean yes some of the usage of the 280 is trash but some of the usage of the 140 was trash some of Mm -hmm. the usage of twitter in general is trash let's not mince words and play games all right I'm surprised they did it. They've been talking about it forever. I didn't think they was going to actually do it. Right. The things that we want them to do, you know, it's like every other company. The things that we want them to do, they're like, no, sis. But the things we don't particularly need, they're like, "Mm, here you go. Here you go. (laughs) A surprise for you. And you're like, "Mm." Mm. so you're not going to let us edit the tweets before, you know. Right. That's what I was going to say. That's what we need. (laughs) Although, at the same time, I feel like editing tweets, that could potentially be a disaster because i don't know you never know what people might do and then the, try to re- try to renege on stuff and be like oh i never said that and then screenshot culture is gonna come into question because then you're gonna be wondering what well, did you photoshop this or was this actually said but now they've edited the tweet so i can see the edit tweet thing being a little tricky but more characters i'm 
I don't really know what kind of enhancement that is. But again, it's done. It's here. It's probably not going anywhere because they did a slow rollout. They've tested it. They're here for it. I just, the only thing I'm thinking about too is the ads. I don't want to see longer ads. I, I don't want to yeah. see any ads, but the thought of 280 character ads. And the other thing, <laughs> and this is no shade. But the six brown chicks accounts with those 280 characters, listen, that is a lot to process. It's a lot to deal with. Um, Good luck, everybody. All right. All right. So next up in the come quick, we did an aura test. Uh, I saw it on Facebook, I believe. I want to say I saw it maybe on Kevin's Facebook. Uh, I'm not sure. But there was this test that you take and it. It tells you what color your aura is, and then it has a breakdown. So, I'm going to say guess first. What was your color, and what was the breakdown of what it meant? Mine was yellow. All right. Cool. I, don't yellow what, I, don't, I don't remember what the breakdown was, but I was definitely yellow. And it was something about, like, healing and being peaceful, which is sometimes... Cause you know, get a little ratchet over here sometimes. But <laughs> I was definitely, I was definitely yellow. <laughs> Come on, Yellow Ranger, yeah, saber tooth tiger. Um, what was your color? So my color was white. And the breakdown, because I took a screenshot. The breakdown said, "Perfect balance. You are an innovator and a creator, and your strongest qualities are more spiritual than physical." Your unique level of energy allows you to be more sensitive and intuitive than others. The white color can sometimes be pale and blank. So you need to pay attention when you are out of touch with the world. And then it says something like, even if you feel indifferent, remember that white is a combination of all of the colors of the rainbow. And I said, oh, you know, there's some interesting things going on here because and it especially resonated with me because these past I want to say a couple of weeks I have been feeling out of touch with the, you know, I just with the holidays. And as I said on Twitter, holiday depression is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And I've really been feeling disconnected. And even with the show, like I'm thankful that for now, the format of my show is with guests because that has been kind of a motivating factor. I already have this stuff in the book, so I can't, I can't fall by the wayside because I don't want to be, known as a flake if i say i'm going to do something if we're going to do a show together then we're going to do a show together sooner or later but since i had this stuff already planned i was like okay i can keep going let's just push through but yeah i felt like the white was spot on and that stuff is always eerie when it's spot on and you read about it and it's saying things that you didn't even realize Mm -hmm. so the next thing in the come quick is I asked on Twitter and on Facebook, am I mean? Now, where this came from is because they were, Mm. when Kia announced that she was coming to Houston on Getting Grown week before last, and they were shouting out people that live here, they shouted, they said my name, and they was like, Jade was like, with his mean ass, and I said, wait a minute, bitch, me, mean? Wait a minute. So I had to ask, I had to pose the question, am I mean? So the answers, first off, now, Dooley, you said people often confuse bluntness, sarcasm and crassness with ill will and negativity. Mm -hmm. And I said that was spot on. 
I think that probably was even the start of I was like, let's collaborate because yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few people answered Jabari. You've heard him on the show. He said direct. Yes. Mean. No. John from the John effect said not mean, but tangy. And I said, come on, tangy. Come on, Tang. <laughs> come on. But the ma- like something he would say. <laughs> absolutely. But the majority of people said no. Now, mm-hmm. people who know me intimately, you know, a little bit more intimately than some of these people who answered, they know the real deal. And it's like, <clears throat> I can fully admit I have the capacity to be mean as fuck, but it's not my default. Mm-hmm. Like, if you take me there, then we can go there. But I'm just not going around spewing hate and negativity and just general meanness for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. I am, in fact, not Regina George. What about you? <laughs> so I've recently gotten so so I had a well, I don't know at this point, I don't think we're friends anymore, but <laughs> um, recently someone just said the same thing about me. And that's why I vibed with you on that. Um, this person suggested that I'm mean, and I'm like, no, I'm not mean. I'm just direct. Um, but I'm I'm direct and I'm blunt because I genuinely like care. Like if I can't if I can't be a hundred percent real with my friends or the people that you know I care about, who can I be real with? You know, like people Why? will be out here gas gassing you up, so on and so forth, and like. I would much rather if you ask me if 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 your outfit is cute and I say no, <laughs> I'm not trying to attack you. I'm not trying to make you feel like crap, but I'm going right. to tell you the truth so that you can fix it or address, you know, whatever was asked. Right? I mean, you asked my opinion. This is my opinion. It doesn't necessarily have to be mean just because it may not have been something you wanted to hear. Right. Even on the show where Bree was on, oh, was that two episodes ago? She was. Mm-hmm. I, I said the same thing. If you are looking for someone to coddle you and be a yes man for you, I don't don't call me because I'm not that person. I am blunt. I try to be tactful though, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm not gonna be just flat out mean to my friends because if if I'm gonna be mean to you, then why are we friends? Right. That's I completely agree with you. That's silly on my side. Now, you had some interesting points about perception versus reality and attitude versus personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I think that those both were spot on as well. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people perceive, like you saying, <clears throat> making jokes, or even if, if I have inside jokes with people, because that's what I do. One of my kind of things is if we're cool we may go back and forth. I may drag you a little bit. You may drag me a little bit. That's just a thing that we do is how we show affection. But people Mm -hmm. on the outside looking in, especially a lot of times on Twitter, they don't know the context of your relationship with that person. So if they look mean to them, if I, you know, if I'm like, okay, bottom source Rex, you might think that that's me being mean or me bottom shaming, but that's just the, the relationship that we have. That's your perception. But the reality is this may be a person that I've known for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Me and my friends are the exact same way. So it's like my, my best friend, Abu, like y'all see me treat him all the time. But we've been friends at this point for like, what, like 10 years, 12 years, something like that. He comes to the family reunions and Christmases or whatever. But like, we drag each other. But like you said, like it's a, it's a way of, of showing affection. So a couple weeks ago, <laughs> I posted a selfie 
um, on Facebook, and he said I look like somebody stood auntie. <laughs> I, <saw that. laughs> I definitely saw that. And I thought that was absolutely funny, but some people was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe he said that. I'm like, he said it out of love. Like, he's not, right. he's not mean. Like, he wasn't really for real trying to drag me, but like, right. that's our, that's our dynamic. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. So my friends are the same way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So that was fun. The come quick segment is over. I think we both came out. Yeah. So now let's get into the main topic. So this week we are going to be discussing love styles, love languages. I've talked a little bit about love languages, but we're going to get a little bit deeper into it. Now, what started this was another Facebook quiz. I think you sent it to me. I did. And it was about love style relationships. So let's talk about that a little bit first. Now, the the link to the quiz is going to be in the show notes so if you guys are interested and you want to take it yourself it'll be there i believe it's from the new york times website it was about 50 questions so my first question to you is were there any questions in the quiz that stood out to you oh most definitely so y'all like y'all need to go into the the description and find this quiz this quiz dragged me (laughs) (laughs) i felt I felt so exposed after I got done, but it was it was very well like very well created. Um so all of the questions that stood out to me were either things that like it, it really got me thinking about like uh like past relationships and dating. Um and so I feel like when I started, you know, mingling and getting out there, like you have your own perceptions of like what dating is gonna be like. Mm-hmm. Um, and in like connecting with people across over the last couple of years, you start to understand that, uh, everybody doesn't date like you and everybody may not have the same intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's something I learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, but these questions really got me thinking about some of my past experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, one of the questions was, um, it, it would be fun to, to get with someone even if I wasn't interested. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, I, what? People do that? I feel like <laughs> that's that question is one of those hashtag uh, what is it? Hashtag gay culture is like type things. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Because I could absolutely see it. I feel like people do that often because they they want to have some you know they want to pass the time and things of that nature so they date casually it's like i may not see a future with you or even want a future with you but you cute for a couple days you type that type of thing i mean i think Mm -hmm. it's i don't think it's very good for lack of a better term but i can definitely see people doing that yeah like i I just feel like that's trash like if you don't want me don't talk to me that's it (laughs) Why you bother me when you know you don't want me? Absolutely. Right, like that's ridiculous. I just, but people do. You're right. People do it all the time. Um, before I fell in love, I had a clear picture of what they would be like. Come on, fantasy. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's that fairy tale shit that Kevin's always talking about on the outline. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's cool to have like maybe some like have some characteristics or 
Of course, um, of course. We all have quote preferences, unquote preferences. But with this one, when I saw that on your list, I said, this reminds me of those people who are like, this is my type and I'm not deviating from it for shit. Right. And it's usually physical, although I have seen sometimes that, you know, it's an age thing or it's a financial stability thing. But those people who are like, my perfect package is going to look like this and I don't care what nobody says. It, it can't be different because I, I don't see anything else different. To those people, I say good luck because in my luck, experience, <laughs> most people who are committed to that package looking on one way go through hell in their dating life. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know if, if the person can tell or if the universe is like, I got something for your ass, bitch, since you don't want to mm-hmm. be open to possibilities. But most people who have that set type and they don't deviate from it, it's almost like the person knows and so they go even harder being an ain't shit person because mm-hmm. they know that you looking for this specific type of thing and they're it. So if you one of them ones like, my, you know, my man's booty circumference got to be so many inches <laughs> or his arms got to be this or he got to have this kind of job. He got to have 20 suits in his closet. And those be the ones that take advantage of you the worst and treat you the shittiest mm-hmm. because they know you there for what they're bringing. And it may not be anything substantial. But you know what? That's a drag for another day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you never judge a book by its cover. Like you, you think you get one, you getting one thing, and you actually get into it, and you getting something else. So right. I would, that, you know what? Person. I would modify that a little bit, and I would say, don't judge a book by its cover. That's one thing. But I would say, I've never heard someone say a book is good based on just the cover. Right. Do with that what you will. Mm. Any other Teach questions? The children. <laughs> Education. Uh oh. Um I've had a I've had a plan to keep two lovers from finding out about one another. Trash. Absolutely trash. Like, really? <laughs> y'all out here Y'all out here juggling dick and bussy. Good luck. Or whatever you're into, you know, maybe. But that juggling shit, good luck, everybody. I'm all listen, I've said it on the show before. I'm I'm a proponent of non-traditional relationships. I Like I said, I, I've said it before. I don't see myself in a traditional relationship. But I definitely don't see myself in a position where I'm trying to juggle multiple people and keep them from finding out about each other. Like, if that's something that we're going to be doing, that we're into, everybody needs to be on the same page. Because what I, what I will not be putting up with is drama mm. and mess. No, thank you. I'm good. So I've actually had this happen to me before. So I was one of the lovers that was being juggled. Oh, you were one of the balls. I was one of the balls being thrown in the air. Or bowling pin, depending on what you're into. Mm. But yeah, I've had it happen to me. I I really wanted to to, to drag this person, but I'm not. (laughs) Come on, classy. Um, But so I had a situation where I was was seeing a guy and um, he actually started talking to my friend on the low. And... I like my intuition was popping and I was like, something ain't right. Like there's something like, I mean, you know, you start engaging with someone on a certain level and when there's a shift, like you can always tell like, okay, you, you being different, like mm-hmm. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but him and I, this actually, this happened back in 2014. Uh, him and I made plans to go on a date and he canceled the date, like literally like two hours before we were supposed to link up. 
So I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, and so this was right. This was actually right before Christmas. So I, I, I felt I felt the type of way. I was like, but we'll figure it out, whatever. Mm-hmm. I went home. I went home for the holidays, and then I saw an Instagram photo, and I'm like, so it was the guy that I was talking to and the friend, and I'm like, how these niggas know each other? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I was like, okay. Something, something, something ain't right. Something in the milk ain't so, clean. Something ain't right. So I flew back to to New York City, um, and I, I linked up. I called my friend Sarah. I was like, "Hey, girl, I haven't seen you. Like, let's link up." So we link up, and she was like, "Hey, I saw so and so, and he had a new boo." And I was like, "Oh, really? Now?" <laughs> and it and it turned out it was the guy that I was talking to. My my friend Sarah had witnessed. Um, witnessed their day and it was it was a whole mess but she had all the tea and didn't realize she had the tea and so i had to promptly cut them hoes off both of them Mm-hmm. i mean no because they both should have known about yeah no nah, that's a double snip 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 <laughs> and that is a good example of what i have been saying again for the past couple of weeks always trust your niggy sense now for you listeners that are not black that is synonymous with intuition so you say intuition don't go around saying nigga sense because if you get (laughs) if you get the sense knocked out of you that's your fault all right i'm telling y'all now but always trust your nigga sense slash intuition okay she doesn't lead Mm -hmm. you astray all right were there any other questions that stood out to you yeah um so one one of the ones that i actually liked um so part of the fun of being in love is testing one skill at keeping it going and getting what getting what one wants from it at the same time. Mm-hmm. One thing that's big for me is reciprocity. Ooh, tell me, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you got to break out the vocals on that because that was a word. It was a word, and like, there's nothing like there's nothing like being in. A, a dating situation, a situationship, whatever you want to call it, like, and then not get, not reaping what you're putting into it. Yeah, like that that's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it's draining to say the least. Mm-hmm. Definitely draining. Okay, I I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. That was a really good question. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I went through all the, the rigor the rigmarole and took the quiz, and it dragged me. <laughs> mm-hmm. It said that I was I was possessive and romantic. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't even I can't even applaud the the possessive part because mm, mm. <laughs> I had to laugh. You know, you I'm, keep I'm saying that it dragged you, so it's, it's safe to assume it, that there was quite a bit of truth <laughs> in those results. Was, I mean, it, it was true. Like, I, I'm I'm not possessive in the in the aspect that I want to like own you or I want to like you know, show to you, like, that. that's not, that's not how the possessive works for me, but, like, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to know about, I want to know about you, I, I, I feel weird when, like, so, like, some people like to date multiple people at the same time, mm-hmm. like, that always makes me feel uncomfortable, I'm like, oh, like, what if John or Sam is over there doing something that I'm not doing, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, you know, what I'm hearing as you say that is that you're not a passive partner 
you're right. very much engaged. And so it kind of reads as possessive. And I get what you're saying. It's not that I'm going to end up on investigation discovery because, bitch, you, you belong to me. It right. all belongs to me. Log off of that Facebook. I get it. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so for myself, there were a few questions that stood out to me as well. The first one said, from a practical point of view, I must consider what a person is going to become in life before I commit myself to loving him or her. Mm, and yeah. I think maybe in reality, that's not true. But because it prefaced it with saying from a practical point of view, I had to agree. Like mm-hmm. at this point in my life, I feel like I probably would make a conscious effort to reserve those feelings for no, until I know what what your station in life really is. And once I get past that representative that I'm going to meet and be dealing with for those first however many weeks or months until you let that guard down and I can see the real you. Mm. But I also know, I mean, I know that love doesn't play by the rules and all that. Kind of, but, I, you know, I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, that's not my Steve. <laughs> love it's like yuck it's a scam <laughs> if you ask me but whatever i know y'all a lot of y'all love 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 the lord and all that stuff it's all about love <laughs> another question that stood out to me said whatever i own is my lovers to use as he or she chooses and i could not Mm-mm. disagree strongly <laughs> enough okay because that's how you get into the situations that i'm telling y'all about where you being used and usurped and you over here on e and your partner is flourishing and doing cartwheels down the street and shit because they have everything that they want everything that they need and typically in those situations they are not in the vein of reciprocity you know to tie it back mm-hmm. to what you were saying earlier so i definitely was like this a fucking greed disagree disagree yeah, that one made that one made me uncomfortable. Like I just to say the I least. just got the the image of like these like dedicated housewives that or I guess house husbands that rely on their partners right. for everything. And I'm like, no sis, like you gotta have a plan B. Right. <laughs> you know, that's fine, but it's one of those things where it's that your stuff is my stuff, but my stuff is my stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I've never seen or let me rephrase very seldom have i seen examples where it's like someone in a relationship is saying well my boo stuff is my stuff but my stuff is my boo stuff too it's, it usually stops at that one direction his money mm-hmm. is my money but my money is my money that type of stuff and it's like uh, that doesn't sound like a healthy relationship to me I, I agree. I mean, I have to own my shit, and, and like I know I got my own shit, but like I agree, like that don't sound healthy. No, Mm-mm. it sounds like that's going to implode at some point because eventually mm-hmm. people get tired of giving and not receiving, and mm-hmm. even people who are natural givers and receive pleasure from giving, eventually they get tired if they're being used now if you're receiving and you are appreciative of it and you show that appreciation in a in the way that your partner wants it to be delivered that's different but again mm-hmm. when i saw this question immediately i'm thinking of people who are like i take 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 and i don't give because i'm a bad bitch or you know i'm the m- most swole nigga or whatever the case may be 
Mm-hmm. And that shit is trash. Because mm-hmm. their relationships are usually trash. But that's a whole different episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> another question that stood out to me said, At least once, when I thought a love affair was all over, I saw him, her again. Him or her, sorry. <laughs> and the old feelings came surging back. I had to, I had to be honest with myself. I saw this question and I put disagree and I said, you know what? I'm not being honest. I had to start the quiz over <laughs> because I was like, I'm not I'm not going to lie on this quiz. There's no point in me lying. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with that. You know, my relationships all, albeit they were short as fuck, there were very strong feelings, very strong attachments. So if I saw them again, or if we reconnected online. Some of those feelings initially did come back in whatever the case may be. And I think that happens to a lot of people, regardless of how the quote unquote love affair ended. A lot of times feelings don't just turn off mm-hmm. unless you like mm-hmm. did something terrible. And then in which case all bets are off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last question that stood out to me, it said, I would rather break up with my lover than stand in his or her way. And I agree agree with that because whether it's you can't be together because I'm a distraction, T.I., or you feel like you need to be free and you don't want to be in this relationship with me, whatever the case may be, if, if I'm standing in your way, I'm setting your ass free, all right? Spread your wings, butterfly. Fly to the sky. Or whatever Mariah mm-hmm. Carey said in that song. I don't know her. Oh. We'll keep moving. <laughs> we'll keep moving along. I know, so, I know I'm finna get mad hate, but Mariah Carey is not my diva. Mm-mm. Oh. I mean, I, I, you know what? We don't have to do that. So, <laughs> there was one thing that I noticed in the questions that were being presented, and a lot of them were kind of i guess what i deem as a possessive quality and i guess that's because that was one of the answers Mm -hmm. but some of the like this or no not possessive sacrificial which is Mm. funny because i was just on the generation Y us podcast and that we had a whole conversation about sacrificing in relationships but a lot of these questions read to me like I have to give this up for my, I would do this for my lover. I would do that for my lover. I would give up this and I would do, and I was like, there's a lot of sacrifice in these questions. And I know relationships are about compromise, but there's a fine line between compromising for the greater good of the relationship and sacrificing yourself for the sake Mm -hmm. of the other person. And you have to be careful not to get caught up in that trap of being a sacrificial lamb in your relationship because it's not healthy. You Mm-mm. cannot sacrifice your all, your end all be all. You cannot give it all up for the sake of a relationship, for the sake of someone else. If you're in a situation where you have to constantly sacrifice your dreams or your friends, your family, you need to get out of that situation. Cause that's you need not to healthy. get out. You need Mm-mm. to exit stage left. All right. You need to call mm-hmm. Uber and Uber your ass out of that relationship because control alt delete that it's only it's only going to get worse. In my experience, when I've seen stuff like that, you sacrificing, oh, I can't do this with y'all no more. I can't talk to y'all no more, or 
I really was passionate about this thing, but now I can't do it no more because, you know, my boo don't want me doing it or they're not comfortable with it. Those relationships usually only get worse and it's trash. So my results were that I equal romantic and best friends. Oh, you got best friends? I did. And I thought that was interesting because I don't like nobody. So <laughs> I was like, but I, I guess in a relationship experience, I can see that because I, I think that's a natural thing for me, but I would want to be friends with my love, like actual friends so that we can do things together and we can have a, a good time together. You know, my relationships, again, I don't, I only have two under my belt and they were both short as fuck, but there was a build up to both of those relationships it didn't just okay we like each other we've gone on a couple of dates and now we are in a relationship i've never experienced that i don't know her okay what (laughs) i do know is building up friendship getting to know each other for a good amount of time and then doing the relationship thing now i'm not saying that's the way you have to do it because obviously (laughs) i ain't in a relationship Mm, so that shit it didn't work work but that's what made me makes me feel comfortable is we know each other Mm -hmm. well and then the romantic part, I was like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know if I would consider myself romantic, but I guess I could see, I guess I could see it. I guess I could see it. So mm. you actually mentioned that uh, before we do that, let's talk about the five love languages. So there was a quiz yeah. for that. That'll also be in the show notes. So what was your results from that? So, so my, you know what, my results have been the same for the last like <laughs> decade. My results have not changed. Um, so my number one uh, was quality time, and then physical touch was like one, like literally like one point below um, quality time, and that that sums me up. Like I like I like hanging out. Like let's sit down, let's have a conversation, let's go explore, and then let's have some bomb sex. Like. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Like that. That that's that really gets to like the core of like what it's like to to date me. Um, but also like I feel like that really sums up how I also like to show someone that I care. Mm-hmm. Um, so making plans, come up, come to this party, planning something. Um, but I'm also a hugger. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But if you flip that, like, you know, I don't like you if I don't talk to you. If I don't acknowledge your existence, then you know that I <laughs> that I'll fuck with you. Like, yeah, they were right on. OK, uh, my result. Now, this is the first time I've took the actual quiz. I know I've really? talked about this on the show before. I don't remember what I said then, but I took this quiz. So now I have a little bit of science to back it up or math, at least. So my number one also was quality time, which I could get with because the questions that it was asked. Now, some of the questions I just had to pick the worst or the I should say the best of the two best bad option. options. Because Some of that stuff I was like, I don't need any of this. But because there were a lot of questions about gift giving and I was like, I don't care about gift giving. And then mm-hmm. the alternative was something that I also didn't care about. But I had to take the the best of the two. Um, but I could definitely see quality time because. I feel like I've talked about this before, maybe here on this podcast or someone else's podcast, doing things together is is a goal in a relationship mm-hmm. situation for me. Can we go out and can we try different restaurants together? Can we 
go to museums? Can we go to the park? Can we travel together? Can we spend time together and mm-hmm. like each like spending time together? Not saying we have to mm-hmm. spend all of our time together. I'm not trying to monopolize your time. But right. when we do have time together, we need to be able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And we need to be doing things that we both like and that's only going to strengthen the relationship. If we don't really want to do stuff together, then why are we together? Yeah, I agree. And I say that because I've seen a lot of relationships where the people, they don't really want to do stuff together. They don't want to be together any more than they have to be. And it's like, well, why are y'all together? Because that sounds miserable to me. Mm -hmm. But that's not my relationship. So good luck, everybody. My number two (laughs) was acts of service. And I I didn't consider that until I got this and I was reading through the questions. And I said, okay, this makes sense because I can see because I'm I feel like I'm a little bit more practical maybe than the average person. I could be tooting my own horn, but, you know, my friends weigh in here. But I feel like I'm a little bit more practical than because love is like, yeah, practicality is like, yes. (laughs) so i can see acts of service because if it's something practical that i need case in point and this is not relationship this is friendship but i feel like it still applies and i've Mm -hmm. talked about this before when i transitioned from uh having a co-host to being a solo podcaster my friend uh naj aka chartreuse disaster you've heard him on the show a couple of times he just offered a new logo like i didn't have to say anything i didn't ask i hadn't even thought about what I was going to do next and mm-hmm. he just popped up one day and say hey sis um, you know we've talked about everything that you're going through and I just here you go here's a new logo that I, I was doing and let me know if you like like it and I said oh this is wow and those are the type of things that I really appreciate I'm not saying I require it but when someone has the wherewithal to see that I may need something even if I don't see that I need it and just deliver that mm-hmm. goes a long way with me. So, mm-hmm. and that's in a friendship situation. So, in a relationship situation, I can definitely be like, "Oh, you getting the neck tonight?" Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like you are anticipating my needs and seeing things before I can see it. I, and I'm very big about knowing me and being able to handle me because you know me. Because a lot of people take a lot of relationships, sex, a lot of situations in life with a one size fits all pers- type of yeah. And they don't know how to adjust to different people. And then when they don't know how to adjust and there's friction, then there's something wrong with you because, you know, I've always loved like this or I've always sucked dick like this. What's the Mm -hmm. issue? And it's like, well, if you would tweak things a little bit to suit me, we wouldn't have an issue. But because you have this one size fits all like, listen, one size fits all only works with moo's. Okay, <laughs> it does not work pretty much anywhere else. Uh huh. And even I, more- I, I agree with you. Like you, so I think it's important for us to know like our own love languages. Mm-hmm. And but and we have to be careful to not get caught up, um, in that when dealing with other people because your partner may not have the same love language as you, and you have to be be willing to meet them where they're at. So I think a, a really good example. My mom. My mom loves gifts. My mom absolutely loves gifts, and every time that I take this quiz, gift giving is literally my last. <laughs> yeah, I think it was my last, last. too. <laughs> so, like, 
I well, no, remember. I take that back. A gift, <laughs> like giving gifts, maybe, but receiving gifts is low on the very low on the totem pole for me. Mm-hmm. My mom loves gifts, and so I have to remember, like, okay, Jamel, like, get your mom a present for Mother's Day, or right. you know, send send her something for like, because I much re- I, I much rather, like I said, like my inclination is always like, go go visit your mom, hang out. But she she want her gift, <laughs> and I have to remember that. <laughs> and that's that's real. That's real. Now, if you get in a situation with someone who demands gifts, like they they trying to they want you to go poor to show mm-hmm. that you love them, exit stage left, as we've said earlier, because that's not a healthy situation. But little gifts, I can see it. practical gifts. Like if someone's, I don't know. Let's say they like to cook. They like to bake and they do a lot of stuff. They have an old hand mixer and you go and be like, okay, well, I'm gonna get you a new hand mixer. Or if I got, you know, if I'm feeling extra, you know, if you, you really have me climbing the walls like Spider-Man, I'm gonna get you a KitchenAid mixer, something practical. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a big gift, but it's something that means a lot because again, you're anticipating their needs without them saying it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't mind being that person, like I say, if you got it and tricking ain't it ain't tricking if you got it and you don't mind if your man or woman is like, I demand the finance of the Gucci's and all of that stuff. And you don't. Hey, have at it. <laughs> but for the rest of us on planet Earth that are poor, <laughs> like I got you this Starbucks gift card. <laughs> so here's a week that you don't have to come out of pocket for Starbucks on your way to work. And I mm-hmm. think that I think that that's dope. I agree. Okay, so I think we're going to transition now to the queer query. Okay. All right. Question. Questions. So first <laughs> up. Oh, this is a nasty question. I forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> Which two non-porn actors would you like to see do a sex scene together? And I mean like an ex- explicit sex scene. I don't mean that movie sex scene where they be together and and you can't really tell what's happening. You talking about a a breeded a breeded rockler, right? Pretty much, <laughs> you know, macho fucker, whatever you're into. Mm, come on, Tim Tails. Woo, Lord. <laughs> I'm had telling to, on myself. <laughs> and me had to clutch my pearls. <laughs> she. So I thought real I real I love this question and I thought really hard about this. Okay. <laughs> so I came up with two answers. Okay. One le- one lesbian clip and one homosexual clip. Um so for my my lesbian sex scene, I would put together Zoe Kravitz and Tessa Thompson. I think that would be hot as fuck. They're both boss ass bitches. They're both fine as fuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I think that would be everything. And then my Male on male action clip would be Michael B. Jordan and Kofi Cerebo. Okay, okay, it's interesting. I would be interested to see who's the top and who's the bottom in that. They're verse. Oh, <laughs> well, tell me something. <laughs> and, and for you, my... <laughs> that's not for you. For you girls out there that don't like flip flop sessions, which I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with y'all, but you know that's not for me to unpack today. <laughs> okay, I'm into it. So I chose John Boyega and Trayvante Rhodes. Listen, listen. Yes, listen. God. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. 
listen because there was you know that clip hit the hit the net of John Boyega doing those uh, pull ups and he's he's been in the lab okay because now I've always liked John Boyega because he's just a little thick something them thighs and that ass. And I was like, I'm into it. But, you know, now he's a little bit more ripped, but I'm still into it because. And the other thing I like, and I've talked about him before. I listen, I stand. He's really talented to be so young. So I'm very interested to see where his career goes. And then Trayvante is just Trayvante, okay? And that also, too, and as well, Tambien even would be a flip session because. I just need all of the angles. I need all yeah. of the nastiness. I let the inhibitions go. Okay, give us mm. what we came for. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that. Mm, that would definitely be favorited. <laughs> that that oh. would be in the constant rotation. Okay, that's one. I of would them. pay for that. Okay, <laughs> okay. I would pay for that. I'm giving up the CVV. All right. Oh, I would would spend my coins on that. I got the vapors just thinking about it. Mm. Absolutely. So Mm. that's my parent because they mm. and that's a nice Mm. little chocolate something something too, which you don't really see Mm -hmm. too too often in porn. Mm hmm. Oh, absolutely. Well engaged. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Let me Mm. let me let's calm down. We both over here moaning. Mm. (laughs) Let's calm down. I'm over here fanning myself. (laughs) Calm Mm. on down. Calm it down. Okay. Next question. What's one of your happiest memories? Uh oh. Um one of my happy so I remember one of my happiest memories was when I was when I graduated from undergrad mm-hmm. and then had an opportunity to go to grad school. Um I had I mean we all have imposter syndrome at, at one in one aspect or another and I just remember being like, "Oh, like I even though, like, I was confident in my application, I was like, oh, no, they ain't going to let me in, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to be sitting at home. I'm blessed. I got that <laughs> I got that letter, and Miss Syracuse was like, come on, let's get sickening. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I was I was so happy, and I just it, it just made me feel like I had something to offer to the world. I was, I, I was so happy. Yeah, that's, that's dope. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. For me, I have two. Um, it was seeing my godson Jameson for the first time, like having already agreed to be his godfather. And then I went to North Carolina to visit Bree and mm-hmm. seeing him for the first time in person. He was a month old and it was just uh, we just click like he's my little Gemini twin and we just click we just click so mm-hmm. that was good and then seeing uh Nuzzin for the first time nikki's daughter because mm-hmm. i it's a running joke between nikki and i i call that a miracle baby because nikki is the only woman i have ever met that i never saw having kids like i just did not see it mm-hmm. i said sis it's not in the cards for you and she said nigga i agree <laughs> and so it just like the past few years have been crazy. Like she meets somebody, she falls in love, she get married, and then she pop up pregnant. And I, her whole pregnancy, <laughs> ten whole months, we were like, "Nigga, are you really pregnant?" And she was like, "Yes, mm-hmm. I can't believe it either." And so seeing that sweet little girl, that little light skinned baby with all that hair and those little <laughs> chunky cheeks, 
Oh. It was just I don't it's just it was just it just made me really happy to see that. And usually I'm you know, I, I'm here for y'all's kids. Usually when when friends or acquaintances have kids, I stop being here for you. I'm here for the kids. But <laughs> that's real. I mean, listen, I'm here for the children. Y'all I mean, mm-hmm. I guess you have to be here too, but I'm here for the kids. And y'all know mm-hmm. it. I'd I make n- no qualms about that. I, I let it be known. Mm-hmm. I love kids. Kids are fun. And the other thing about that is because I have no desire to have children of my own. No, none. And we were. Oh, I wow. was talking about this yesterday on the way back from the Renaissance Festival, or maybe two. Dion and I were talking about it, and it's it's not that I don't like kids. It's not that I don't think I would be a good father. I just have no desire to raise children. It just does not appeal to me. It's not something that I feel like I need to do with my life. Mm-hmm. So seeing my close two of my closest friends bring kids into the world, I feel like that's close enough. <laughs> that's close enough. Um, we'll share we we share these kids. I mean, not, that's interesting. Not in a real way, but we share these <laughs> kids. Don't ask me for nothing. Well, I mean, I take that back because I I'll spoil y'all's kids. But why do you? I love kids. Why do you feel like that's like? What do you? Is it odd so, for someone to not have a desire to raise children? I don't know. Not at all. I don't think so. Like, everybody, you know, has different desires. I, I personally, I want, I would love to have um, some, some cheerings, maybe two or three. Um, but I think the funny thing, so two it's like, a, it's three? a, it's, <laughs> uh, two or three, yeah. Um, it's so expensive. They are expensive. I would have to be more financially secure, but I would do it. But I think it's a cosmic joke. So I have two brothers and two sisters, mm-hmm. um, all of whom are heterosexual. And don't none of them want to have kids. And here go my gay ass <laughs> wanting to actually, like, have kids. I think that's so funny. Like, it's like a cosmic joke. Right. <laughs> Irony. All right. So I- <laughs> all right, then. Come on, one in five. <laughs> okay, last question. What's one of your 2018 New Year's resolutions or general goals? Mm-hmm. Um, so I turned 30 <laughs> in 2018. Oh, come on. Come on. Welcome uh, to the club. We got jackets and we got you know, <laughs> we got Metamucil. We got some ice. Whatever you need, we have it. All right. Welcome. <laughs> Uh, so I tell I tell myself that I want to enter thirty in the best shape that I've ever been in life. Okay. Um, I want to be I want to be as snatched as I was when I was twenty two. <laughs> That's real. So I've been. It, I, I started this process this year, so I'm okay. Getting back to the gym, eating better. And I'm hoping to ride ride this on into thirty. Okay, that's real. That's real. Um, mm-hmm. I, my answer is for 2018. I just want to get on the path to living my best life, whatever that entails. So mm. there's a physical aspect of it, you know, getting in shape and getting some of this weight off of me that I've been accumulating because depression is real. Eating your feelings and all that kind of stuff. You know, more financial security, traveling again, seeing my people and just seeing the world and really just being happy and truly happy and 
getting out of my shell and out of my bubble a little bit more. Just being mm-hmm. on that yellow brick road to best life, you know? That's... Get on down, get on down. <laughs> Oops, I'm unfamiliar with her. <laughs> Ooh, the Wiz. I've never seen the Wiz all the way through. Oh I've only seen bits and pieces of it. It is long as hell, but... <laughs> oh, well, if it's... Mm. One day, it's on my list, but, you know, I haven't gotten there quite yet. <laughs> so, I think oh, that God. that is going to wrap up this episode of Gay Side Stories. So, Dooley, please let the people know where they can find you and talk about your podcast a little bit. Of course. So, I am on Twitter. Um, I just changed my Twitter handle so that people that listen to the podcast can find me a bit easier. Um, but I'm underscore Dooley, D-O-O-L-E-Y, noted, N-O-T-E-D, with another underscore. Um, I started Dooley, Dooley Noted Podcast maybe about a month and a half ago at this point. Has it been that long? Um, and it's something that I was thinking about doing for a while, um, but I'm such a perfectionist when it comes to stuff like this. I just kind of felt very stagnant. Um, so I was like, let me go ahead and get my coins together and get me a microphone and just sit down and do this. Right. Um, <laughs> so I I did it. Uh, the first episode is terrible. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. Episode two was lit, though. Two <laughs> two going forward <laughs> is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's just about it's 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 similar to this, you know. It's just talking about things that affect uh, queer people of color, specifically black folks, um, and specifically black folks who are gay. Um, I, I talk about ridiculous things that I've done, <laughs> ridiculous things that I've experienced, and um, it's it's literally bougie and banji <laughs> all rolled in one. Come <laughs> on. Hashtag. Oh. <laughs> uh. It's it's a mess. We did an episode about hooking up um, and talking about being uh, a thick snack, trying to navigate these apps in, in these listen, days, listen, listen, because it ain't easy. <laughs> all right, because a lot it's of y'all not. be on Twitter, y'all be on Tumblr, and y'all be lying about liking thick snacks or fat boys or whatever you want to. Y'all be out here lying, lying. Okay, because mm-hmm. when a thick snack come and just say hi. You be hitting the block. Anyway, that's a whole different episode. That's a that's a whole nother collaboration. Because <laughs> we can talk about it, all right? <laughs> we'll be here for another hour talking about <laughs> Basically, <laughs> at least. At least. Okay. Yeah, it's so, Duly Noted Podcast, and you can find it on, right now, just on SoundCloud. I got to get my graphics together so I can put it on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, we'll be on Stitcher. But right now, SoundCloud. Okay, I will have the link. It's going to be plenty of links in the show notes for this episode. (laughs) So I want to say thank you so much for agreeing to collaborate with me and taking time out of your busy life to be on the show. Um, I really had fun. This episode has been great. We talk about relationships so much, but I I really liked the angle that this quiz gave us. And mm-hmm. the five love languages and everything. So again, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, thank thank you for inviting me. Of course, of course. With that being said, you guys, remember always go to gaysidestories.com for more information. Email me at gaysidestories at gmail.com. 
follow and interact on social media on twitter on instagram like the facebook page facebook.com backslash gay side stories subscribe wherever you get your podcast if you're not already we're on soundcloud we're on apple podcast aka itunes stitcher acast tune in google play music trying to have be out there as many places as possible that make it easy because some of them mm. anyway <laughs> if you are on apple Podcasts and you like the show you like what i'm doing please take a few minutes out of your day and go give a five-star rating and or review you don't have to write a review if you don't want to the rating is good but if you do want to write a review i would be very appreciative of that make sure you're sharing the show with other i cannot stress that enough Word of mouth is really how a lot of the smaller independent podcasts get out there. We can't, uh, mm-hmm. this has been said over and over. We can't all be the read. We can't all be on mm-hmm. Loudspeakers Network. We can't all be, you know, on the Shout Out Network or some of the bigger names. So help us smaller independent podcasts just grow a little bit. We want to reach because a lot of the small podcasts are having dope conversations. They're talking mm-hmm. about dope things. There's a lot of niche podcasts that, something that interests you that you would never think you're going to hear on a popular podcast if you search hard enough there's probably a niche podcast for you so support independent Mm -hmm. podcasts share the links on your social media on instagram on twitter on facebook whatever it is make sure you're sharing with other people check out the sounds of the stories playlist i've been listening to that playlist a lot lately shout out to naj um there's a song on there called 48 I forget who it's by, but that song knocks. So check that playlist out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot stress it enough. Thank you guys so much for listening, for coming back every week and bringing people with you. When I started this podcast, I never imagined that people would actually be listening. You know, and I think a lot of people start their podcast. If I just get can just get five listens i would be happy Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so i'm not really chasing a specific number but just knowing that people are listening every week even if they don't engage with me which you know if you guys want to engage if you want to tweet while you're listening to the show or whatever the case may be leave comments on soundcloud that's good too but even if you don't i just appreciate the ears listening so again thank you and to wrap it up, as always, you guys, remember the lost commandment. Thou mm-hmm. shalt protect thy walls. Them walls. Or they mm-hmm. will crumble. Mm-hmm. All right? And you're going to be out here, and then your love language is going to be hospital. Hospital <laughs> care. All right? We're out. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.